I want to tell you, I was so impressed yesterday, you, sh- you shouldn't say that, I'll tell you why. Yesterday, I was, um, I was, uh, parents coming, coming to drop off their kids for camp, and I saw his father, hey, let's put on the film. They put on the film already. Wow, you put on the film every day? Just started. Just started. How'd that happen? He said, well, 70 for 70. <laughs> like, what? How does this guy know about 70 for 70? This guy's not from at all. That was 60 days for, uh, for the 70th anniversary of that leadership. That's in, that's in Los Angeles. But this is a worldwide campaign that in honor of the 70th anniversary of leadership, we should get 70,000. It's a mitzvah, 70,000 hours. It's a whole, whole worldwide campaign. And this guy is, 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 um, he is he's there. Does that, does that make sense? Makes sense. Like Basil Ghani.com. Basil Ghani.com. Okay, let's go. Everyone go to Basil Ghani.com. I was listening to Rabbi Wolf share that. Like he mentioned something about the three rivers instituted having to say Lama Naksaya. How do you spell Basil Ghani once again? Oh, in the thing is uh, B-A-S-I. Yeah. L-G-A-I. Thank you. Okay, what did you say, observe? Well, something about the uh, Frida Kuroba instituting to say Lama Nase on days that you don't say Tachnam. Yeah. Something to do with the 70 birth kings of the woman giving birth and those corresponding to, to the 70 years before Mashiach comes, which is, has to do with the 70 things, and now we're going into 70, sure that's on, that's wow. What's 70? We don't understand. The 70th anniversary of the Rebbe's leadership. Um, okay, Let, let's go now to Basu Lagan Tashin Chaf, okay? One second, it wasn't the Rebbe in 1950, Justin, you? No. You mean, you can't read right away? Okay. The sun rises, the sun sets. There's never a moment that Jewish people don't have a shepherd. Okay, let's go to uh, in these. Can you find this, Sashin uh, Chaf? No, I just want to send it to you. I'm sending. I'm sending it to you. Sending it to you. Okay, so you'll, you'll just listen to this. You'll just be a quiet, observant Jew. Maybe you'll share share with Chamor Chais. Okay, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. With no further ado, we're on page, um, page Zion. We're going to, going, going to learn the Ayus of the Friedrich Rebbe's Mimer, which corresponds to this year. As you know, that every year the Rebbe taught one chapter of the Friedrich Rebbe's Mimer, and this year it's chapter 10. Chapter 10 is on page Zion. The theme of the Mimer is Basilagani. Basilagani is about Hashem bringing the Shekhinah back to where it was originally Hashem created the world. And as the Rafika writes in the first chapter of this Mimer, this was um, fulfilled when the Mishkan was built. And only be fully fulfilled as Mashiach comes. There's Basagani as different levels of expression. Hashem coming to the garden as different levels of expression throughout history. There's Basel Gani when the actual Mishkan is fully built and the Shekhinah is real there. There's Basel Gani when Mashiach will come. 
So this is the meaning of possible. You shall make for me a mikdash and dwell within it. Doesn't say I'll dwell within it. It says I'll dwell within them, and then them means within every single Jew. How do you have Hashem dwell within you? Every Jew, when he transforms the darkness, his own darkness, darkness to the world around him, to light that causes the glory of Hashem to be revealed in all the worlds. Then not only is there light, but there's a greater light. When the light comes from the darkness, there's a greater light. The Pasuk says, There's an advantage to light over darkness. So the simple meaning of that Pasuk is, is that light is better than darkness. But Chassidus asks, that's obvious, what's the Pasuk saying? And Chassidus uh, notes, if you look carefully at the, at the Pasuk, it says there's advantage of light from the darkness. Which means it's not just that light is better than darkness, but that when light comes from darkness, that's, the, that's a higher quality, it's a better kind of light. When you transform darkness to light, says the Zayar, then you cause the glory of Hashem to reveal in all the worlds. Not when you just have pure light. It's when you transform darkness to light. The Er Meir Begili. There is an additional light. The light shines in a revealed way. So how do we make a Mikdash for Hashem? How do we cause a Shechina to come down here? It's by transforming darkness to light. And that's why the ingredient of the Mishkan, one of the chief ingredients was wood called shitim wood. Since the goal is that the Shekhinah should be revealed in this world, so how is the Shekhinah revealed? By transforming darkness to light. So what do you need to transform darkness to light? It needs to have some darkness. And you have to transform that darkness to light. The meaning of the wood of the Beis HaMikdash coming from shitim, the word shitim means craziness, craziness of Klippah, and you transform the craziness of Klippa, the craziness of Dusha, that's how you have additional light. So that's how the Mishkan is built from Shittim, because in order to, to bring this additional kind of light, you have to transform the Shtus, the foolishness of Klippa. The foolishness of Klippa means that uh, <laughs> one of the children uh, in the camp is asking me the whole entire time if, if instead of putting on uh, uh, Hasidic melodies, I could put on Blue Face Baby. So uh, I, Blue Face Baby. Some you never met him. Anyways, so Rosh uh, we went from blue face baby to blue face slurpy, Rikstesha Hakel, transforming the. Uh, That's the meaning also of the word keresh. The ingredient, the place where the wood came from is shitim, and the actual thing it did with that wood is made krushim. Krushim also, that word also, which means boards, also indicates this idea of transforming darkness to light. Why? Because the word keresh, the word board, is made up of three letters, the root of the word. Keresh is the same letters as the word sheker, which means falsehood. And you're transforming it to kesher, to bonding with Hashem. You're transforming this crazy attachment to klippa, this to falseness, to ktusha. So from this refinement, there is, there is a creation of the boards of the Mishkan. What, are we, what does it mean practically for us? What are we actually doing? What this means in our personal lives is, by learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, we transform the hergesh to'elam for hergesh There is the feeling of the world, the way the world feels, 
And there's a godly feeling. So the goal is to transform, through learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, to transform the Veltke feel, the way the world feels, the natural feeling that you would have being born as a homo sapien on planet Earth, to a godly feeling. That's, that's the goal. What's the Hergesh What's the feeling of the world? You know, when the Jewish people were uh, approaching uh, Eretz Yisrael, uh, and Bilam and Balak were discussing what to do about the Jewish problem, right? What's the solution to the Jewish problem? Um, uh, and Pari also, uh, in the beginning of Sefer Shmai, is discussing what to do about the Jewish problem. There's a word they, that, that's used. The word that's used is the nation that left Mitzrayim Kisas in Haaretz. They've covered up the eye of the land. On the the Hasidic meaning of that is that there's a way the world looks at things, and the Jewish people are people that that challenge that. They change the way people look at at life. The Kisas in Haaretz is the way people naturally living in the world. You look at the way the world is. This is this is a potato. This is a tomato. This is what work means, and the and Yiddishkeit turns the whole thing over. And says that's not that's not, that's, 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 not, that's not the goal. That's not the point. That's not what this is. It's, this is not of a the Rebbe Hashab said. This is not the table. This word of Hashem which says be a table. So the, that's the goal to change the hergesh oylam and hergesh alki. What is the hergesh oylam exactly? And the hergesh oylam The feeling of the world is lower than seichel, lower than less than intelligent, crazily attached to clip. That's a natural feeling of the world. So when. when One of the reasons for anti-Semitism is, um, in the words of the Medish with Achashverosh uh, and Haman, is that um, Haman told Achashverosh, "If you kill the Jews, I'll give you ten thousand silver coins." Achashverosh says, "Who needs the money?" So the Medish explains that uh, uh, the discussion with Haman and Achashverosh is that the Haman and Achashverosh, like one man has a ditch, one man has this mound. The man with the mound has no idea where to put this mound. The man with the ditch is, how do I fill my ditch? And the mound guy says to the ditch guy, I'll give you 10,000 silver coins if I could put this mound somewhere. And the ditch guy is like, what do you need money for? I, I'm looking for someone to fill my ditch. So in a similar way, anti-Semitism, Echsidus translates it as sometimes the nations of the world look at a Jew and they feel like, that the Jew is a mound. He just an, a, a doesn't belong there. Why is this guy here? It doesn't doesn't fit in. It does not fit in. It does not fit into the regular things. It doesn't. They don't know exactly how to define that. But it just bothers them. This thing doesn't belong here, and should get rid of. This is a problem. Another kind of uh, anti-Semitism is because is that the non-Jew feels an emptiness precisely because of seeing the Jews' uh, value. Like the Gemara says that why is Mount Sinai called Mount Sinai? Mount Sinai means hatred. That's when there became a jealousy in nations of the world for the chosen nation. So, um, so it, it's not necessarily um, uh, true to say that the Jewish people haven't impacted the world in a positive way, but it's also not true to say that if you have impacted the world, that all of a sudden everyone is singing Kumbaya. There's, there's bo- both things are true. A Jew can influence a non-Jew to be the way they're supposed to. And the Jew acting the way he's supposed to, but also uh, there's times in history where anti-Semitism has gotten better and gotten worse. And uh, now we're in the... Name that tune. No, 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 no. Very good. So that's, that's where we are right now, the end of the exile, right before the coming of Mashiach. And therefore we have both additional, additional great 
we have additional uh, light and additional darkness, both things are happening right in the last seconds before Mashiach is coming, in this arena itself. What was that It's easy to say the Jews are prospering, and that's why there's anti-Semitism, but meanwhile, there were plenty of, of years of poor, destitute Jews living right. you know, in, in Poland. Where there's, you know, but it's a perception. It's, it's, it's obviously a deeper problem. It's, 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 the, it's the non-Jews' perception. It's the non-Jews' perception, yeah. The, 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 the non-Jews' perception, it must be because the Jew is... Do you see uh, Jonathan the, Sachs? If the non-Jew isn't successful, it must be that the Jew is taking that, even if it's not true. The, the Jew could be poor, as poor as dirt, has nothing, can't, can't even afford you know, cow's milk, and, they, and, and they're going to think, oh, he's, he's got, you know, a gold cow, you know, stashed somewhere. Right. Right? Uh, the, the Jews always a scapegoat for, for and then it doesn't make, it make any sense. So, Brezhnev, uh, during World War II, right, the, 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 uh, the Germans uh, conquer uh, 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 Poland and the Ukrainian border of this town, there's all, and they're angry at the, at the Russians, and they're there to kill the Jews. There's a town with 12,000 Jews. Uh, and there's ten thousand Jews, two thousand Gentiles. All the every, people always use use the Jews as as a scapegoat. But that that's really uh, what the, the the inner phenomena is is that there's something about a Jew that bothers a non-Jew. Now why is that? Because of the Jews' value. The Jew is doing something good. The Jew has something here that doesn't belong. This the hatred says comes from Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai was a good thing, right? Mount Sinai was a positive event. Let's go further. In the the way the world feels naturally, we're not just talking about the world around us, we're talking about also us born in this world is, the living and breathing in the world. Right? The Gemara says that the air of outside of Eretz Yisrael is tame, so there's, it doesn't just mean literally outside of Eretz Yisrael. There's a certain kind of atmosphere, which is just not pure, and you're breathing it. It's, a, it's lower than logical. It's, it's crazy. And through involvement in Ter Mitzvahs, you transform this to light. We should their hair, yes, emphasis on the word their hair, their hair in to feel the pleasant sweetness that there is in learning, in doing mitzvahs and learning Terah. That's, that's a goal. Instead of having this, 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 this a crazy attachment to Klippa, like the world says you should, the, the goal of Ter Mitzvahs in the Jew is to transform that, that Jew should feel how pleasant it is to a mitzvah, how sweet it is to a mitzvah. And by doing that, what happens? We cause the Shekhinah to come back to the world. We cause the Shekhinah to be back in the place it was originally. The original intent of, of God in creating the world is a God desire to have a home in the lower realm. So by, by a Jew transforming, subduing the clip at first, subduing means that you're not doing what you want to do, and transforming clip into Kedusha, through this you fulfill God's intent of creation, and you make a home for him here. The Pasuk continues and says, There are those who sit in the gardens. Right? The, first part, the first part of the Pasuk says, I've come to my garden. That's called talking about Hashem, him coming to this world. Then there's another part of the Pasuk which says, those who are sitting in gardens... Uh, who is that referring to? The ones who are sitting in the gardens, in the plural, 
are referring to people or angels who are sitting in the gardens of Ganeiden, the higher level of Ganeiden, and the lower level of Ganeiden, gardens. And the Pasuk says they're called Chaveirim. These Neshamas in Ganeiden are called friends. Sometimes one Neshama emanates from another Neshama. Neshama is an offshoot of another Neshama. It says that these beings, these Neshamas, which are friends, and they're connected to each other, they are listening to the to your voice. What voice is that? To your voice of learning Teirah They listen to the Neshamas of this world who are involved in Teirah Like Those who are in Eden, they could hear us learning Teirah Numitzis. And they say, let us hear your voice. They say, let us hear your voice. Why did they say, let us hear your voice? Because there's an impact of what happens over here to what happens over there. The Yidin, learning Terim Mitzvah over here, cause an aliyah and a shama, they cause an elevation, shamas and Ganeidin. They let us hear your voice, keep on doing that. Let, let us hear your learning Terim, let us hear you do mitzvahs. There's something that happens to us when, when you're doing that. So the Pasuk says, those who sit in the gardens, because as God, the Jewish people, is another meaning of, of sitting in the gardens. Who is the gardens? The gardens are referring to the Jewish people. And we are the souls in this world. That they are sitting in the gardens of the Gentiles. They're in the, uh, the gardens of other people. So we have these really two very divergent explanations of gardens. Either we're talking about Ganeidin being a garden, or we're talking about Jews being exiled into foreign gardens. Hashem says, I've spread you out to the four quarters of the world. And yet, despite the fact that we are sitting in all kinds of foreign gardens, what are we doing? Yeah, the Jewish people are sitting in the shuls and the base medish to learn Torah. Especially what we're doing right now, having a sad time to learn Torah in public. What happens then when Yidin are sitting in the gardens of the nations and they're learning Torah and they have a sad time to learn Torah in public? What happens then? So then the friends. Here the word friends, according to this explanation, is referring to the angels. The, the, the angels, which are called friends. Why are they called friends? They have no jealousy. They have no hatred. They have no competition. It's not like Malach Mochel is like, ah, I know what I did last month. So there's no competition. They're all friends over there. So what do these, what does Malachim do? They listen to your voice. They listen to your voice because there's an impact in Shemayim from you learning to learn to mitzvahs. The Freak everyone said about the mitvachsha, the Wednesday hour. The Wednesday hour, uh, the Freak instituted that they should take children out of public school and bring them to a nearby shul for an hour. Uh, Jewish release times, in no law in New York, they'll take it out of school for an hour. So the Freak said, here's a child that comes from a non kosher house and there's no mezuzah. And a child comes and says, Shema Yisrael says, All the malachim come, like, what is going on over here? This is crazy. So there's, there's something that goes on where you didn't learn Torah Barabim. They listen to your voice. There's, there's, a, there's a crazy tumult in Shemayim because of what's going on over here. And that's what the Jewish people are called, the army of Hashem. Why does Tzivah Savayim mean? The word Tzivah means legions. It says when the Jewish people, when the Jewish people left Egypt, 
all the legions of God left Egypt. When it says the legions of God, in that passage, it's referring to the Jewish people. It says when God on that very day, God took the Jewish people out of Egypt, but their legions, all the legions of the Jewish people. What's Epis legions? Why are we called the legions of God, the armies of God? What does that mean? There's no name of God in the Torah. The first one to call Hashem Tzvois was. Who was the first one to call Hashem Tzvois? First one to refer to Hashem, the God of Hosts, was it Shmuel or was it Chana? Chana. Chana. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So why the Jewish people in the Torah, in the written Torah, where there's no name mentioned mention that name of Hashem, why are we call Tzir Savaya? How come when we leave, specifically when we leave Mitzrayim, we're called the armies of Hashem? The answer is that the word Tzva has actually three meanings. There's three meanings of the word Tzva. We, we're, we're familiar with the Rebbe instituting the armies of Hashem the army of Hashem, the Jewish children, but the word Tzva actually has three meanings. And that's why the Torah refers to us as with this title, because this is something that is um, Jewish, that we need. This is part of our mission. That Let's see. There are three meanings of the word Tzva. Aleph, Lash, and Chayel. First, as we said, the word Tzva means army. Beis, Man, Mugbal. The word Tzva also means a limited time. A limited time. Which of course, as the Torah says, it says there's a limit for mankind in the world. So the word tzva means limited time. And the third meaning of the word tzva is color. It says when God finished creating the heavens and earth and all of their hosts. The word hosts, all of the, is, is also means each thing was created according to its color and its character. So the word tzva doesn't just mean army, doesn't just mean limited time, it also means color. So what, is, what, do, what do all three, three meanings have to do with each other? We know when, when, when there are three meanings of one Pesach, all three meanings are connected to each other. As Gemara proves in the laws of shatness, the word shatness has three meanings, and the Gemara says in order for something, something to be considered shatness, it has to be both spun and woven. So... So the three meanings of the word tzvois are connected to each other. What, what, what's the connection? Pirush, what this means is like this. Jewish people have color. Every Jew is different. There are those who are masters of Torah. There are those who are masters of the secrets of the Torah. Masters of wisdom. And they are simple people. And the only thing they're masters of is what they do. They're masters of their actions. They fulfill their mitzvahs with sincerity. And each person of these people which are simply fulfilling the Torah without too much understanding, they are, every one of them according to their ability, are supporters of Torah with their body with their money. That's the idea of Tziv This is the greatest beauty. The greatest beauty is when there are many colors. 
The gav and the One color has no beauty. Only when there are many colors does something look beautiful. So the Jewish people have many colors. Our beauty is that we have many colors. So what do we, we're called Tzivis Hashem. By all the Jewish people doing whatever they're doing, everyone according to their color, what happens is Tzivis Havaya. They reveal Havaya. And there's a limited time for this. The word Tzvam means a limited time. As the Pasuk says, I've created days. Lechavam means literally there is not one in them. But the Valshant of translates this as Veloy Echad. A Jew's many days he's given is all about the Echad. It's all about revealing the oneness of Hashem in this world. Why are you given days? There's a limited amount of days. Why you have all those days that you're given? It's all to bring the oneness of Hashem to be revealed in this world. It's Tzvall and the Shaliyaretz. There's a limited time for people in this world. Every person has a set time. Hashem made time days for each person. And when a Jew fulfills his service of Hashem in subduing and transforming darkness to light, then he is part of the Tziva Savaya. So basically, the three trans- the translations. The three translations of the word Sva are connected to each other. We have a mission. Number one is why you're here, you have a mission. Number two is there is a unique mission for you. You have color. You have colors of Pshat that your mission is different than anyone everyone else's mission. Number three, you have a time that's set to do your mission. That's the meaning of the word And what happens when you do your mission in your color and in your time that's allotted for you, Sva is Havaya. You cause a revelation of Havaya in this world. Where do you find the expression Tzibah 